on your nose? What do you have on your nose, Papa? You think I was joking, dude? <laughs> no, I don't think you were joking. I want to know what it. Well, you can't just be. All right, so what do you want to talk about? Let it. Yeah. Let it walk his way into the segment, dude. We're starting. We're starting the segment right no, now. I'm not a fucking journalist. All right. If I have a topic that I want to discuss, but that's I'm how gonna that. I'm going to be like, all right, so the next thing I want to talk about. No, 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 no. Well, I have what I, you I have it. my pointers. But you missed you missed the entry when I said when I said, um, let me see those notes, and you you did your your corny spiel where you showed me the notes. Look, I really did the notes. Right there, you you could have gotten into one of the things you wanted to talk about without anybody knowing. Well, on on the first, they don't, know what list, I, they, don't, they don't know what I did. They can't see me unless you post this video. No, but they can assume that you showed it to me because it was a quiet. You know what happens? People assume, right? What happens? I know what happens. What happens? Tell us. They know. They know. It's an old ass joke. I don't have to repeat it. They know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> they know. They know. Uh, maybe you know the millennials know. I don't know about Gen Z. They're too no, soft. Jesse, don't. Yeah, Jesse, they were, they were like, oh my god! Oh my god! You hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'll be like. This is what teachers used to say to us in sixth grade. If you do, you if you, <laughs> you use something, and you were fucking completely wrong, they put you in the spot in front of your whole class, in front of your whole your other classmates. You probably they, can't. You, they used to spell out the whole word for you. You probably can't talk to teachers. Probably can't talk to kids like they spoke yeah, to we, us. Mm, I, don't yeah, know. Be, yeah, I don't know because the kids probably tell them them and then the parents and the parents are the soft ones nowadays they come in they're like don't talk to the kids that way no the way they do is they'll call their parents on their phone and they'll so. fucking facetime and then they'll be like they'll fucking probably my my mommy wants to say something to you because the way you spoke to me and you're yeah. like you know and then right there then you have fucking a karen or a, patty likes to call me patty calls me a jaren she says oh, <laughs> bitching about something uh, I'm yo, I agree with her. I'm just gonna call you Karen. She's so right. Jaren of the relationship. I'm like, I'm not a I just notice things and you know and I call you know and I discuss it, you know, sometimes that's all because you complain about it, you let it get to you. I don't let it get to me. I just have to vent, I just have to like speak about it. That's all it has to be spoken, to be spoken about. Why like, I want to hear the thoughts of how you of what that's the interaction. That's all. That's all it is, you know. We're minds that like to discuss things. Like yesterday we were driving, and I think I had some valid points. So you know Rihanna's song, We Found Love in a Hopeless in a Hopeless Place. Mm-hmm. I started to think. What was so hopeless about it? What what place was this? You know, I had so many questions that I never questioned before. Yeah. And it's true, like. Mm. Well, that's excellent. No, that was just a uh, delivery. I gotta think. <laughs> <clears throat> um. But yeah, I was like, those. Are, she's like, oh my god, you're still talking. I'm like, it's true though. She she's talking about a song that she found love in a hopeless place. It's a song. You're not supposed. To- I mean, well, I mean, it's a hopeless. It's was a it song. A you're never, you're never was gonna it a dance floor. Was it a club nightlife? You know, think about it. How will you interpret that? Well, uh, was it? An I don't really. I just, I just listen to songs and I take it for what it is. I never really think. Sometimes it makes me. Wanna, I listen. You know, <laughs> no, no, you're right. That and that's that's actually really cool. But I just take in the music and if whatever they're talking about. I assume 
whatever that hopeless place is, I know she found love in that hopeless place. I'm not, I don't even care what, what, where the hopeless place was. All right. You can look at it that way. I have fucking questions and I want some answers. Nah. <laughs> what do you call, call, call Rihanna? No, I'm going to call the fucking, who was, was huh? You sent her a text. No, no. Who's the guy who, who made the song that did it with her and made him famous, but he's Calvin, like, Calvin Harris. Yeah, nobody. Where is he now? I haven't heard that name in like forever. Yeah, because he made. I fucking hate wonder. He he made like three hundred million dollars. Has he? Yeah, he was always number one. Uh, he was like number for ten years. He was like number top three DJ that made the most money mm. from shows and producing hits like that for Rihanna and other. I couldn't. I haven't heard any other any hits after after that one. Believe it or not, I could be mistaken though. Bro, he had I, mean, no, I haven't heard Calvin Harris' names in a very long time. Can I talk now? Can I? I was talking to you. Cut me off. Can I say my piece? Oh, or, or do you want to just talk over me the entire time? No, go ahead. See what you got to <laughs> say. You don't know because you're not a fan of him, right? I I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan either, but. I'm in tune to some music that comes out, but he had When I Met You in the Summer. He had that one. Uh, what else did he have? I don't know, but he, I know he produced a lot of hits for pop artists and he made hundreds of millions of dollars. So he's chilling. He actually made, he, he actually made a, a, an EP a couple of years ago because he wanted to stop making that kind of music. I just heard this on a podcast and it was not commercial. I don't know if it was, it wasn't techno or tech house. It was like some melodic shit. I, didn't, I never looked for it to hear it, but um, yeah, he said he was tired of playing his songs over and over again. Well, they all, every fucking EDM party is all the same tracks. I think, I think they're starting to realize that and they're starting to branch out and like start, they're going to start, I think they're going into different uh, genres. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of them are, but. I mean, are they if they're gonna get accepted? I mean, they have to prove themselves. Like Carnage, he just retired. Yeah. Carnage, now he's he's Gordo now, and this he's playing. Well, he I saw one of his some of my friends. She he just had a party in Webster Hall. Yeah, that I, that was the second to last final Carnage show. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's why he was playing. <laughs> it looked like okay, but that was Carnage. I'm not a big fan of Carnage. No, no, but now now he's. I mean, he's been doing the Gordo thing for like two years. Like building it up and now but he's still like you know not starting from the bottom but start you know he has to work his way in um like he's he's playing at martinez brothers party in ibiza but he's not headlining or anything he's just one of the djs that are gonna play all right but he's good he's good he's not bad all right he's good all right i just i never like this personality <laughs> i actually i actually heard him on a podcast and he went through his whole career, how he started, he was poor, he was broke, he was making hip hop beats for hip hop artists, and he then he heard this like EDM kind of music, and he heard like some some form of um he heard EDM, and I think he's the one that started. He heard some trap, but then he was like, oh, I can do this, so he started making trap bootlegs, but with his hip hop sound, and then he would make like a bootleg of a track and put in in uh instead of like carnage remix he put carnage festival bootleg and uh so all the festival djs started playing it they were like who is this kid who is this kid so, do you the one who produced um the coco song 
I would love to cook. Uh, I, I don't know the hip hop tracks he produced. Okay. Uh, but he produced some big ones. I was like, I would have never known that. Anyway, so he got into trap and then he got into some other stuff and then like the big room. And so he's always been transitioning once he gets bored of something or something's dead. So this is just another transition that he's doing. Go for him. All right. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. Which pocket was this? Uh, I, oh yeah, I was I've been meaning to send it to you. So it's uh Will Clark's podcast. Will Clark is a uh, he's a DJ, a DJ producer. And um, when the pandemic started, he started a podcast where he bring a, a DJ producer once a week. So he's had he had Carnage, he had Patrick Topping, like all the DJs in the game. Because um, when I was looking for any music podcast, I was putting producer names or DJ names in Spotify, searching see what comes up, and there was no, really nothing. And then his came up, and his is actually is really good. So, um, yeah. So that's where I heard the whole Carnage story at. Very nice. Interesting. That's cool. It is cool. That's what's up. I mean, if he's going to be transitioning and he's open-minded to uh, go ahead and eat. I'll catch up, all right? Um, yeah, if he's going to transitioning. But for him, I mean, what he did – Last a couple of weeks ago at uh output or whatever it's called now. Uh, the roof, the roof, was, yeah. The roof, the rooftop party. That shit looked like it was packed, and he was going. Yeah, in. and it's all. And the cool thing is, it's all his fans. So he's introducing his fans into new style of music to them. So he's gonna he's gonna do well. He's gonna be all right. So, all right, next time he's out, let's see. Let's go check it out. I'll like yeah, to, I'll go. I like I'll to have go. a conversation with him. I'm about I'm about to start doing events and selling out shows too, you know. Bring all <laughs> my fans. I'm about to start doing shows and bring all my fans, and and uh, introduce them to my style. So well, we, can have, I, a, we they, have a no comp party in your in your basement <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I'm love, just to show love for the love of music, you know. No, not only, do, not only do we have conversations, but we also get busy behind the decks. I'm gonna do a slope roof. Have you ever heard of that one? The what? Slope roof. Slow groove? No, slope rooftop. Slope, slope rooftop. Have you heard Where of that, that one? No. Is uh the rooftop of your building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring my I'm gonna bring my equipment. I'm gonna bring at least a hundred people. And uh I'm gonna come in and I'm actually gonna DJ. So I'm gonna bring my stuff. I'm gonna actually DJ. I'm not gonna just play a playlist from my iPod. I'm actually gonna get down. You should. I don't know. I don't I don't even know why you stop uh doing music. I was spinning. Oh uh I it's all fucked up with my ex, that's why. Mm-hmm. All fucked up with my ex. She's the reason oh. I stopped. It was just going the DJ game like that because of her. She was terrible. Lucky you have someone like me to fucking push you to the <laughs> and inspire you to get out there. You know, you had that one hit that you forgot that you even produced the 5 a.m. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Uh, track. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. In a dark place. But now yeah, right. you're going to get out there, fucking put your headphones on. You're going to know how to play with the knobs again. You're going to know how to fucking go from one track to the next and mix it in together. You know, I already know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, for hip hop, yeah, I don't know about your house. No, I'm, I'm, I'm better a house than hip hop. I don't know about that. House house music is easier to mix than hip hop. Hip hop is hard. Hip hop, you have to scratch it in. 
You have to get it right on time and also mix it for at least like Dude, four bars. Bro, that shit's in your fucking blood, right? House music is way easy. I do that with my with my eyes closed. House music. Yeah, when you have fucking, what is it? What's that program name? Uh, program. Ableton or whatever. Yeah, that's to make, that's to produce music. What's the one that you use to, uh, was it A-Track? What's to fucking mix it in the tracks where it syncs automatically with the next Oh, every, everything has sync now. Everything has sync. <clears throat> You gotta you gotta go about the instincts, the, the BPM. Yeah, I could do I could DJ with BPM, but sync is easy now because instead of having to focus on mixing a track for a minute or two minutes, now you can have they can be they can be synced up together, and you can do other things, effects, mix them in together, do a lot of other shit. Nobody listen. The crowd doesn't give a fuck if you're on sync, if you're using vinyl, if you're using tape. They just yes. want to have a, what are they you just talking about? Fun. People fucking know when someone's using a fucking recorded playlist, when they're syncing, and when they fuck no, no, up. I'm not talking about recorded playlist. Nobody's who's you're not DJing if you you just press play and stand there. What do you, so many DJs have been caught doing that? Yeah, they EDM, 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 and even before yeah. that, uh, even house teaching and technical teachers got caught doing that at certain festivals. Okay, but okay, but okay, but listen, listen, but who? Okay, that's corny. But who cared about that? Many people did. What are you talking about? You lose fans that way. A lot of people stop going into certain parties because of, okay. Eric Morello, rest his soul, rest in peace, was killing it at one point, and then he was blowing up, right? And he was now at one point he was just doing crazy festivals back to back to back. He got caught. Like, maybe he was overwhelmed. Maybe he was tired or whatever. You know, there was a certain point where all his tracks was the same set. He was just having on like on like on a a flash yeah. drive or this and whatever. So how many and people stopped going to his parties? A lot of people did. He lost a lot of fans at one point. What are you talking about? Okay, at one like point, that. at one point, did it ruin his career? Party, at one point, Eric's they fuck up his career because that's oh. that's when he went downhill. What are you talking about? He lost money, huh? He lost money. Remember, he had the situation with. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, and he and he almost lost his. You forgot about that? That's when it was going like that. But that was a couple of years even after his when people started losing his okay. fans. I want yeah, to- yeah. But listen, the recorded thing, that's corny. But even the even the EDM DJ that got caught doing that, they still made millions of dollars. Some of them still do. That's you know, what like- I'm saying is what I'm saying is, yeah, you care, I care, because it's kind of whack. But really, really, if everybody was playing a recorded mix, you still had fun at the party. What what the fuck it depends is now because it, come on, when you go see a DJ that you like, right? No, I agree with you. I'm not arguing with you. All right, I'm just what saying, I'm saying is, does it, it change your up, life in any way? It comes to a point. People will notice. Maybe not the younger crowds. I don't know. I think as you get, we got to, especially. I mean, we're fucking clubheads, so that's um. Perfect example. I hate to throw his name out there, but I'm not going to. Whatever. When you went out to see a certain DJ that you like, ooh, throw the name out there. Well, this isn't nobody's trash. Anybody, we're talking. Okay, Boris. Okay, huge. He was huge when we were growing up. Growing up, when we were <laughs> in that phase of in and out, like wherever he's going, we're going. Like whatever, whatever club he's gonna be at, we're gonna go fucking mm-hmm. listen to him. It came to a point that it was just like, yo, dude, you're just playing the same fucking tracks and just in different orders. Like, and it got, it came to a point where it got fucking boring. 
You and got it was to believe fucking simple. <laughs> no, believe came later. Believe oh, is believe not, now when he's playing like he's playing like a little festivals, and he produced that track and he will start off the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that. So I'm talking about even before that, like I'm even a little a little bit at the crowbar. Um, I wasn't working at Pasha yet. Pasha when he had his his uh residency, and he would play you know his sets. It was just like, because I already knew during Posh, during Crowbar and then his, when I would go follow him to different places like Jersey, mm-hmm. Surf Club or Neptune's in Long Island or whatever, wherever he was at, I would follow. Uh-huh. You know, I was a fan. But then it was just like, really, again? This track again? Like, Did he produce those tracks or those are just tracks he was playing <clears> at the time? Some of, his, some, of, some of it was his. Excuse me. <laughs> well, if they're his, of some course. of it was his, and I know he was trying to get his name out there, but then a lot of it was just come on, the classics, the same same track. So what are you saying? He was playing recorded mix? Uh, I'm not gonna. I think I doubt it. He, I, I'm not saying recorded. I'm saying he didn't. He wasn't able to branch out and change his style of music. Oh, okay. Maybe he got com- comfortable with just. Or mm. when he when he came out, or when he was like at the top. It was the New York scene. Right was doing- it was like he was like lingering between four, third and fourth place. He was a oh. top. He was a top three, top five in New York. I'm saying in New York, right? In New York. I'm just talking yeah. about the New York nightlife. He was yeah. around top five. So who else? Who else was good that at around his time? Around his time? I'm talking about Crowbar and Pasha when he had those two residencies back. You know, when he did Crowbar and then Pasha. There was Victor. I say Danny. Ah. Danny's a no, Danny's a whole nother level. He's you can't put it. He's number one. All right, I, I'll agree with that. I you think can't, Danny, don't even don't even box him in New York DJs. He's he's in a, another. He's, league. he's international. Yeah, and Danny will always have his following, and he and can he still huge... can go at it. He can still go at it. Yeah. everywhere he's go. He's versatile. Yeah. That's why he gets huh? booked. Yeah, for, he gets booked for music on. He gets booked for all the festivals in Europe. Like they respect. He him can. He can. Versatile. He can play. He can play whatever fucking move he wants. And it'll just flow, and he's gonna take you through his journey. Yeah. He's like Carcox. Carcox. I would even say, no, I, I'm not even gonna say it like that. To me, Danny T is better than Carcox as like just an all around DJ. Carcox is great, but I don't know. Danny T can just—he's like a chameleon. He can, he can play one style, but then he can play every style at once, and it'll be a great night. Yeah, Carcox has Carcox, it. You Carcox know, has his style. <clears throat> yeah, so it all depends where he's playing also like Carcox and Mirage you know he's gonna go in hard but then where was it that I heard him and I was just like eh, it wasn't a good set I think it was the year before he was somewhere and I heard it and I, I heard him and I was like eh, could have been a better set hmm. but then I heard him in Sunset he was he was on 54th Street a couple of days ago a few years ago and John was there and a few other people and he just fucking went in i think he just wanted to redeem himself from the, the party from the, the year before i doubt he was thinking about that <laughs> no i think he was i think i think oh yeah you certain you places the, you certain the dj p- critic you you the dj critic you, you i'm not a dj critic i just know certain venues they're gonna play a certain type of music and certain certain yeah, I know that. Shows, of course, they're gonna yeah. go in they're gonna go in harder or they're gonna go in commercial they're gonna go this style Something about Brooklyn right now, people come when someone plays in Brooklyn in certain warehouses 
and I'm not talking about commercial venues like Mirage now. You could probably say is commercial. Yeah, Mirage. Which is also, which, which it's also gonna be fun. It's also gonna be a good time. But you take a DJ who takes you to like a fucking dark warehouse, and it's just no fucking bright lights, just dim LED lights, and a couple of fucking speakers that just shake the room, and he's just gonna go in. Yeah, and, I, and not it's probably that. not even that packed, and it's probably not even that crowded where it's more intimate. You know, and less people are, and you can tell less people will be on their cell phones and they're just to fucking enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's because it's different when it's, it's a different, I mean, as, as a DJ, you also feel different when you're in a, in a, in a room like that. Exactly. But you, you play, know. you play a little darker, you have more freedom, you play different shit. Like watching a DJ at Mirage, especially in the song, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, and Rose, you're going to have a great time, hopefully, you know. But then when they're like just like too focused on the you know they're not focusing on the decks they're focusing laughing with the crowd cheering putting which is fun it's fun I get it's it a festival style play it's a festival yeah. style spinning I feel like they're not really focused like they're like all right they're dancing to this now and let me you know I'll play the next they track they're gonna to love it no matter certain, what they're gonna to like, they're gonna love no matter what you know what I'm saying they have to play a certain way there now I guess mm-hmm. it's, it's, a lot of DJs say it's it's their favorite place, number one club in America now. Which one? Mirage. During the summer? A lot of DJs saying it, yeah. Really? This, this summer, I saw, I don't know if they're going to update it, but the, the entire lineup is just like new EDM acts. I mean, I know I see Green Velvet coming in with uh, Ben Stroke. I know that's coming in. I know September is Afterlife. I never been, I never been oh. to one of the parties. Afterlife. You like that? You like that? No, no. I've seen the videos. No. I mean, the visuals are sick. I'm like, but it's too okay, melodic. It's too, it's, it's too melodic. It was like, like lullabies, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not my type. It's, it's not my cup of tea. Like, Maxio Plex, I thought I was a fan of his, but then I heard him a couple of times live, and I was just like, ooh, really? There's one set that I like of his. It's uh, it's a boiler room set. I'll send it to you. I, I know you won't like it, but there's like three tracks that are back to back around like the 50 minute mark. Mm-hmm. But dope. It's a pretty, it's a pretty nice transition from track to track. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it took you 50 minutes to get to play these <laughs> decent tracks. Mm-hmm. Yo, have you heard? Have you you remember Chus and Sabayas? You know they broke up, right? They're doing their own thing. Yes, they're one. Have you? But you 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 heard Chus lately? Like his, he went full melodic. No, I haven't actually. Full melodic, bro. I, I, I'm guessing that's what he's been wanting to do for a while because that's all his sets that I've heard, just seen snippets on. It's full melodic stuff. You know what? You know what room is really good. I'm not gonna say it's really good. Like I, I said it before, they need to work on their system. It's the the Brooklyn Monarch. DJs are like in that area. They're like they're like in that venue also. Where is that? It's in Williamsburg. It's it's actually a few blocks away from uh Mirage, the Brooklyn Monarch. Okay. Um, it has a little bit of vinyl arc look to it, feel to it. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, if they've worked in the sound system just a bit, because the music it's a little too loud for that venue, so it, it doesn't it doesn't sound really enjoyable. Like, you should you be a it. you should be a consultant for for clubs. Huh? You should be a consultant for clubs and venues. Listen, I won't fucking talk. I'll fucking <laughs> get it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We are Yelp for clubs. <laughs> Google reviewer. Expert Google reviewer. You see me in there about a fucking notepad. Like, all right, so if you send here on the third left side of the speaker, you're not going to enjoy it. But now if you walk your way into the middle, 
you appreciate the music a bit more. It doesn't hurt your ears that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was there with John, I was like, yo, can we go stand over there? My fucking ears are hurting. <laughs> but he felt the same way. He was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, I, I was like dude, we're fucking almost 40. Yeah, that's not good. standing in front of the speaker right now. It's, just, it's on the fucking, from the floor up, from the ground up. Yeah. And he's, oh, he's boom, boom, boom. And I'm just like. It's like, it's, it's like in your ear blowing up, right? It's like, like pulsing. I'm like, trying to put, yeah. Let's just, let's just walk over here, just a bit. Yeah. Just, let's just get away from it for a bit. That happened to me at. Yeah, that happened to me at. That happened to me at. Output, aka soup, superior or super superior ingredients. When I my friend went to closer to the front to the DJ booth, and I went over there. And I stayed there for a bit, but I I was like, yo, I got to move out of here, man. Like the, it feels like the sound is trying to blow out of my ears here. It's no good because the bass. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be like that, the sound system. It should be crisp. That's it's, it should be crisp. So that's what I'm saying. Like their system. Yeah, that's not uh it's not it's it has to be a bit crisp. All we hear is like too much bass. And like, and if a DJ's trying to go in and he's playing like tracks or tracks that have hard bass or have that hard tempo, it's not sounding enjoyable. You just, all you hear is boom, boom. I'm like, I know that and then and then especially like when you know a track that's coming in, you're like Oh, he's gonna play this right now, and like, and you're like, oh, I love it. You like a song that you liked, and you want to hear, it, especially when you haven't been out in a while, and you don't get to fucking enjoy it because the speaker itself doesn't sound crisp, and it's just like, ah. yeah, like, come on, dude, where's the fuck? Where's the sound guy? Let me go talk to him. I want to <laughs> go speak to this guy. <laughs> Told you, consultant. I would love to. Be, I would love to have the balls to like, be like, yo, can you get me into the booth real quick? And they're like, for what? I was like, just, I want to just go speak to not not Victor. Let him let him play. Just want to go talk to this yo, yo, my man. I know you. I know you hear that over there. I know you hear that bass trumpet over there. Does that sound good to you? Imagine. <laughs> kick you out and be like, who the fuck is this guy? They're like, don't kick me out, but listen to my concern. I'm a fucking concern dance floor advocate. Write, write a review, Google review, Pablo, bro. Write a review. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's your that's that that can be your name your reviewer name dance floor advocate Imagine, oh that sounds good yeah just, just like that's that your brand that's your I'll brand like that. i'll be like down the dance floor <laughs> with your phone with your phone ready to write the review mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, i'll make eye contact with him he doesn't oh, care. No, people know. People already know. Like, oh shit, he's he's here. That's a dance floor advocate. That's, That's a dance floor advocate right there. You know how you know yeah, how they have food critics. Like he's nervous, and she's like, oh shit, I gotta fucking work on the system right now. I gotta make sure this sounds. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how they have food critics at restaurants. They're like, oh wow, the food critic from the New Yorker is here in table mm-hmm. ten, and the, the chef is like, oh shit, they gotta you know they have to. Yo yo, so when when you come in, they're gonna be like, don't give me don't don't serve that shit from last from yesterday. Let's get the, the first club. food out. The club critic is here tonight, Jerry, or the dance floor advocate is here tonight. Make sure everything's great. Sound. Yo, I, I listened to this podcast with uh Dave Grutman. He's uh you know, he's one of he's one of the owners of um Live and all those all those restaurants like Komodo in Miami, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So he said they were asking him about like how how do you make that such a great experience, blah blah blah. And he said, well, you know, every one of our employees at, at any of our clubs, if someone asks them, hey, where's the bathroom? And if I see them point, they're fired immediately. 
If they what? don't, yeah, he, he doesn't want you to say over there. He wants you to say, oh, I'll take you over there. I'll show you where the bathroom is. And where is it? Who is this from? This is, this is David Grutman. This is what he says about workers at all his venues. Really? Restaurants and clubs, yeah. And they're the number one clubs and restaurants in Miami. And there's a reason why, right? But I mean, Which he's it's Club Live. That's his. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, I don't want the person to, to walk me there, but it, it does feel better if they say, oh, I'll walk you there. You know, and I, I can say, oh, just let me know where it is. I can go myself. Yeah. No. Yeah. Point Rather to, than if someone yeah. goes, it's over there, dude. You know, like, it's over there, you jerk. Like, motherfucker, but, I don't know. I'm asking you. So, like, think about there. it. Think about all your experiences in New York nightlife, right? From the bartenders to, to the mm. fucking bus boys, anybody on the floor. If you even if you can even ask them where the bathroom is, right? They give you a fucking dirty look. Bartenders, they just expect tips. They don't, they're not nice to you. Oh, right? they, not, well, some of them are some of them, you know. Yeah, because you know them and they know you. So that doesn't count. Not even that. I've been many bartenders that like are pretty you can tell who. You can tell who has bitch rest, bitch face, what is it, bitch, uh, rich, uh, bitch, face. bitch face or whatever the fuck it's called. Those bitches, you know, you don't want to like bo- even bother. Well, well like, yeah, it, yeah, but, but what I, that's what I'm saying. They shouldn't be working as a bartender there. The club owner should have the same mentality for hospitality the way Dave Grutman does. Right? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it. I mean, bro, he's the most. Tells me, you know, if I ask someone's direction, be like, I, and I'm just saying, like, don't walk me to the bathroom. I'll be like, all right, you, yeah. what you're gonna do is, if they have a conversation, like, talk to me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that as well. Oh, it's, it's just walk down the hallway. It's gonna be on your left. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah, of course. But if that person said, "Oh, I'll walk you there," that stays in your head. Like, wow, that that he went above and beyond. Yeah, yo, Even if they didn't walk you there, you, you're gonna that's... you're gonna tell you're gonna tell someone else. You're gonna tell your friend. Like, can you believe? You know, it's word of mouth that hospitality is that above and beyond. And they don't have that in New York nightlife. They, they go, I'm going to wipe off the, the, the after drips of your piss. I'd be like, all right. I mean, you don't have to. It's, I appreciate yeah. it. It's a nice gesture, but thanks, man. I got it from here. <laughs> like he, he opened up a hotel with uh, Pharrell. He just opened up a new restaurant with Bad Bunny. Like he's, he's, he's doing so much shit, man. <clears throat> and Bad Bunny is fucking just blowing up. Another fucking tour wow. this guy's doing. Like, damn. Why not? No, good for him. But I haven't heard any hit tracks lately. He just released a new album like two weeks ago. It's been number one for the last two weeks everywhere. I, no, I'm out the loop. I got to start listening to the radio. Or... It's a good album. No, just get on Spotify. It's a great album. I love it. Yeah? Every track is like a, ba- is a banger. You can play every track in a fucking party club and every track pop off. Yeah, that's old, man. Yeah, yeah, you're behind, bro. No, I know, I know. That's <laughs> that's like going back like two years ago. Like, motherfucker, you're with the times. We're in the prison right now. <laughs> yeah, that's too. That's too old. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Surf club, I liked a lot back in the day. Surf club on Sundays for the day parties. That was pretty cool, but it was a really trashy. It was a really trashy, trashy venue for sure. Mm-hmm. It was worse than it was worse than Neptune's from Long Island, like times ten. Cool. <laughs> Horrible. 
testosterone city but anyways oh, yeah. all right let's leave it at that all right all right we're the end of testosterone city <laughs> <laughs> all right bro i'll talk right. to you have a good weekend have a good weekend talk to you in a bit